Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. It is good to be back. Yes, welcome to the Omega Particle. I am your gracious and humbled host, Jonathan Wiegand. And yes, we are back after a brief hiatus. And I know everybody's going to be mad. Going to riot in the streets because there's no new OPP. I'm already getting it from close friends. Be like, Jonathan, why is the new episode? Well, I'm going to tell you. There have been just some developments, personally, that kind of had to work through and go through, and podcasting was not at the top resort. However, uh, the time off gave me some a little bit of reflection time to just go over and kind of see what the podcast should be, what do I want to do with the podcast, and what should the, like, the recording schedule be. I am here to say that the state of the podcast is strong. We're going to keep rolling. I definitely love to do it, and I've always said that for since I started back all the way in February. And I believe I'm going to check with my assistant, Luna. Is that true? Yeah, she's she's not. In, we're going to do a Wednesday, Saturday release. Now, the, the Saturday releases are going to be what you're hearing now, which is going to be more of a relaxed fit and review episodes. And Wednesday are going to be the more serious series. I should trademark that. Um, those are going to be kind of what we delve into, maybe characters, maybe just a particular subject on track, like we have before, like with economics or with the Borg. And again, we're going to start fresh with the Klingons. I'm excited. So anyway, and again, remember, listen to Starfleet Underground, that guest episode I did. It was great. It, they were a lot of fun to work with. Definitely, definitely bluer. Now, bluer means more like raunchy. Anyway, um, I just want to say it was great. They were a lot of fun. Definitely um, kind of a different style of a show, which was fine. And kind of that's what made me think, like, what do I want to do? Do I want to bring on more guests? Is it just me behind this uh, Yeti microphone or is it going to be a little bit different? And I think we're just going to keep the same format and just have that same spice that is OPP if you know what I mean. And we're excited about this new show, Lower Decks. Talk about division in the Star Trek fanhood. People are really split over this new show. And I thought Discovery was bad. This is a whole nother monster. And we're definitely going to get into that and a review of the episode. Uh, first season one, episode one, second contact. Go into my review, what I thought about, and then some Easter eggs from that particular episode. But before we do that, we're going to start with a good old news segment. Because, after all, I am the anchorman of the Federation, bringing you the top, top news. Anyway, let's get into the news of the week. Fun will now commence. Okay, so everyone's talking about Star Trek TV shows. Star Trek TV shows, Star Trek TV shows. However, where are the movies? We haven't had a movie in like a long time. We had Star Trek Beyond, which was, eh, it was all right. Unless you were really into motorcycle stunts. Um, but personally, it was like, eh, it was all right, hit or miss, whatever. And where, where's, what's the status? Well, don't let your heart be trouble. Here we go. According to The Hollywood Reporter and Variety, Paramount has put a pause 
on the Star Trek film that's currently in development. Now, you may say, why are they putting a pause on it? Obviously for COVID, but also because they're wanting to make Shrek movies a priority. They have a new head of motion picture. Her name is Emma Watts, not Emma Watson. (laughs) Emma Watts. Being reported that they're making the new Trek franchise, movie franchise, going to be a top, top priority because obviously they have this huge Viacom CBS merger that just went through that we mentioned in the last Relax Fit episode. And then now that's being reported, they, they don't know what direction they're going to take with the new movie franchise. Now, there's two options out there. Watts is considering, now hold on to your pants when I say this, Watts is considering using the script from the Tarantino production. I'm sure you all got caught up with that news, but Tarantino bowed out as director. I think he was only going to do 10 movies, quote unquote, 10 movies that he was going to direct and write. And so he bowed out to direct this Star Trek movie, and he's a huge Trekkie, which makes me sad because I would love to see what he came up with. But the script that he helped on is still being considered. And the script is kind of wild. It was going to deal with like a virus and how um, this new cast and crew, they weren't going to bring back anybody else from the previous movies. And this new cast and crew dealt with this virus. And it's reported that it was going to have a original series episode, a piece of the action vibe to it. Now, if you've seen that, you completely understand what I mean. So it's it's going to be interesting. So that's one script. And the other way is to do a Star Trek Beyond follow-up was going to include Chris Hemsworth and a time-traveling Captain Kirk that would eventually met his dad. Now, fun fact, and I learned this when I was first getting into Trek and that very first um, Star Trek reboot came out in, I think, 2009, 2010, is that Chris Hemsworth playing Kirk's dad in Star Trek got him an audition for Thor. So you're welcome, MCU, for giving you a great, great Thor. So personally, between the two, I'd love to see Tarantino's script and movie kind of get made. However, kind of in the current climate (laughs) with this global pandemic, probably not the most sensitive thing to be made. However, I'm sure after a year or so, there's going to just be nothing but like contagion like movies out and produce. So maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But I'm glad to hear that Paramount is considering it a top priority and not just kind of throwing it to the wayside and seeing what sticks. Cause that's kind of what it felt like with into darkness is let's just see what sticks and it should be good. Okay. Bring in an English guy. All right, we'll do it. I mean, he at least could have made con Indian, just saying a little bit more news and it'll be a little great transition into our lower decks review is that currently there is no lower decks international premiere scheduled for CBS. Now I know a lot of my listeners are international and I deeply apologize about this. Now, on a completely different offhand subject that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, uh, last year, me and my wife went to London, and it was right during the Game of Thrones final season, which we won't even go into. Anyway, um, it was right in the middle of it, and however, we couldn't access our HBO subscription because of where we were. We were in London, and it was going to come out that later that night, I think, but we didn't want to wait... And we're like, well, let's just use a VPN, which stands for Virtual Private Network, change our location to the United States, 
and watch the show that way. Because we pay for it, obviously we should get it. And shouldn't let these big corporations determine what we can watch and when we can watch it. So that's how we watched the Game of Thrones episode in when we visited London. Now, I know this is a completely random story. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Just, just saying. Just a random story. Nothing to do with what we're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> let's get on to our Lower Decks review. Captain's Log Supplemental. So we're going to set the groundwork for the Lower Decks TV show, just in case you haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, major spoilers ahead. I would definitely recommend watching it before listening to this review episode. I feel like I say that a lot. Is there anybody that listens to reviews before they watch it? I don't know. Anyway, so the show goes over the basically the Lower Decks, quote unquote, the low ranking ensigns and service members of the USS Cerritos. The date in the show is 2380, which if you're like, where does that put us in the Star Trek universe? That is one year after the last TNG film, Nemesis. So currently, besides Picard season one, this is the latest Star Trek series that we have. And we can kind of see where the Federation is going and and I would love if we got some little bit of insights. I don't want, and I'll go into this later, I don't want a lot of serious content in this show. I just want to leave it for what it is. That's where we're currently at on Lower Decks in the timeline of the Trek universe. So we're going to get into the review, but after the, my review, we're going to have some little fun facts. So first off, what did I think of it? Starting off, what did I think? I personally loved it. Um, I love the whole concept of seeing the other side of a Federation starship. Um, there's one TNG episode that's actually called Lower Decks, and you follow three or four ensigns as they go through just the daily life and the, the anxiety and the struggle of wanting to be promoted or be noticed or just have their opinions heard. And it's I just loved it because it kind of expanded the starship. It wasn't just the senior officers and, and the ready room and the captain that was it like it's no there's thousands of people on the ship and there's all these great stories and just a wealth of information and plots you can cover i'm glad that cbs has decided to kind of greenlit this project and get it started because i think it's going to be one of the most beloved series and I'm, I'm going on a limb saying that due to the current state of the fandom i think the show does a lot i think it's fun i think it's rambunctious i mean there's some adult language but not a lot of the subject matter is adult a lot of the plot lines aren't very deep or complex and i love that because you know what not everything in star trek has to be super deep super complex now let me say this ds9 when it first came out and hold all the babylon 5 references at the door when ds9 came out People were like, okay, this is not what we want. It's not a ship. It's there's not even a captain. It's just Commander Cisco at that point. So what are we doing here? Like, what's the purpose? There's not exploring new worlds, exploring new life or civilizations on the space station. However, since they were given the opportunity, it developed into one of the greatest Star Trek plot lines, character development, and just overall series over anything. Now, personally, I think DS9 is better than any other Star Trek series out there. 
And it's the most Star Trek simply because it expands the characters, expands the Federation. And it's not just all optimistic. Everybody loves each other. Gene Roddenberry heaven scenario. It's kind of real life consequences of the Federation. You see war, you see forgotten people like the Maquis, and you, you see just kind of the gray zone, which we know would be there in the 24th century. It wouldn't just be black, white, morally good, morally bad. And you only get to expand Trek by doing new things and expand the fandom by doing new things. I think Lower Deck should be exactly what it is. It's a funny escape and a great introduction into the Star Trek universe. Now, I was talking to my wife and she said, some really great things. Now we're not going to have her on this up this review episode. We're going to have her on the next review episode. Do my first ever interview on OPP. I promised her it would be her. We're going to hear what she says, but she made some really good points. And one of those points, it's less intimidating. It's not over the top. It's not super serious lives on the line or these deep moral questions. It's just a fun kind of relaxing show to watch. And at the moment you don't realize it, but you're injured being introduced to all of these different aspects of Star Trek. And I think that's a great door to bring in more fans. And what's wrong with that? Never let anybody, and I've said this multiple times, never let anybody demean or diminish what you like or what you enjoy. If you like it and enjoy it, fine, just keep it. (laughs) But I think Star Trek should definitely flex its muscle, show its depth, show its ability to not just be something that's super serious and just have some fun, you know? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, what's the the old adage? Like, if you eat healthy all the time, that's great. But you know what? Sometimes it's okay to have ice cream. Sometimes it's okay to have fast food. And I think this is going to be Star Trek's ice cream and Burger King. It's going to be our fast food. You don't really get a lot of emotional or adult depth out of it. But you know what? You get you get some you have some fun and you enjoy watching it. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters and that's all that's important. So let's go into the actual episode here. First off, I love the chemistry between kind of the, uh, the ensigns already and the the banter and the back and forth. I think the writing's great. But I, I mean, I enjoyed it. it. Was there was definitely some funny moments like when Rutherford and, and the trill I forget her name. We're kind of just having a date and then everybody explodes into zombies in on the bar. I just I was like, that was hilarious because they were just being so nonchalant about it, didn't care. And to me, like if you were on a starship for so long, that would be kind of a comedic idea. There was also like the heart thing. It was she's like, it's my first day and she's having to pump a heart. And it was it was just a good it it was just enjoyable to me. Yeah. And even they went into like the this season on Star Trek and I'm doing all this like Klingon research. And when the Orion girl says, she's like, yeah, I think I've heard that name before. Born's like, well, you've heard them all because they all sound the same. And why is there so many apostrophes? And no joke. That is so true. I was like, that's brilliant. And I'm glad they're kind of bringing that new, like we can poke fun at ourselves. We're not going to be so serious that we can never make fun of anything. So I'm, I'm really happy that with the first episode so far. And I mean, that's a really hard thing to do is to introduce all these new characters, all a new ship, all at one time. And they did a great job of it. Um, It felt super smooth. I love the artwork. I know a lot of people are like, it's Rick and Morty in Star Trek. And it's just, it's, I think a producer of Rick and Morty actually created 
lower deck. So maybe that's why we see that kind of like similarity between the two shows. But again, I loved it. It was a clean artwork. It wasn't distracting or anything like that. So I personally will keep watching. I hope you guys do too. Support the new Trek out there because as we now know, it's a big deal to CBS. <laughs> so moving on to a little bit of the fun facts, we do know that there are going to be legacy characters from TNG on Lower Decks sometime this season, which makes me super pumped because I kind of want to see how they're going to portray like Riker or Worf or Deanna Troy. I think that will be, um, I think that'd be funny. And I hope they kind of like poke fun at those characters with, also like the fact that there's Romulan whiskey. And I was like, oh, maybe there's got it backwards, like Romulan ale. I was like, no, ale and whiskey are two different things. So I love that they kind of expanded that a little bit. And that's what I think the show's going to excel at. It's going to just be those little nuances that it's a tip of the hat to the hardcore fans like us, but also enjoyable and not beating you over the head with for the new fans. Okay, probably my favorite moment of the show it's near the end when Mariner and, and Boimer were kind of like budding up and be like, yeah, we're going to be, I'm going to be your mentor and um, you're going to be my Chadich. And that literally might, <laughs> made me laugh out loud. My wife's like, what is that? I'm like, look, I don't have time to get into it, but it's a Klingon thing. And just like I said, it's going to be those little things that are going to make it enjoyable for the hardcore people. But, and this, I'm so excited about this because I mentioned this before. And one of my friends said, John, you're making up content. Mike Mahan was on Will Wheaton's The Ready Room, and he talked about Cretacean Ops. So there is a whale and dolphin ops on the Cerritos. So, and he even said, we'll probably see in season two. So I'm excited because, proves my point, it was on the Enterprise. We know it's on the Enterprise. It's mentioned twice in TNG. And... To my friend Jason, I'm not making new content, making up content. It was there. <laughs> also, one thing um, before we wrap it up, Captain Freeman's knickknacks are a total homage to some Starfleet captains. Like you have the baseball, which of course is Cisco. You have the service cap, which of course is Pike. And you have the sextant, which Picard. And these are all items that these captains had in their ready room. So I love that the writers put these little Easter eggs and just for us. And I mean, there was even the moment between Rutherford and I think her name's Ensign Barnes, the trill, which talk about trying to explain a trill to somebody that's never been in the Star Trek universe. As I was watching it with my wife, that was a fun conversation. <laughs> but when Rutherford's like, let's take a walk. And I was like, Oh no. And they totally had that first contact reference. Love that part. Again, I think this show is going to be full of those like little, little moments. Also, I mean, we saw a bunch of different characters. We saw a Benzite, a Bolian, half Klingon, half human. Um, and like I mentioned before, like an Orion, the medical girl, I forget her name, is is from, is an Orion. So I'm like, I feel bad for my wife because I was like, yeah, the Orion syndicate and they're really in the sex trade. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, Star Trek can be kind of serious to go into like the dark depths of the universe. So I that was a little Easter eggs of the first episode, second contact of Lower Decks. But that has been the Lower Decks review.
So that's been the first review in the books. We're going to have 26 weeks of new Star Trek every week because we have Lower Decks, and right as Lower Decks finishes, it goes boom into Discovery. We're going to turn these relaxed fit episodes strictly into news and reviews every week. I think that would be fun. And um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be interesting to have so much new Trek. I was wrong. I know many times during the height of COVID, I was like, what if we're not going to have Trek for like a year and a half? Like, what's going to happen? However, we've been bailed out. Praise the Lord that we don't have to go a year plus without anything new. Anyway, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. All of your support's been great. We've almost hit 2,000 Instagram followers, and I think we're close to 500 on Twitter. So thank you for following on that social media. And again, if you want to keep up with the podcast, what I'm recording, what I'm doing, and also I post a lot of great gifts and um, <laughs> memes and stuff like that. So you can follow us at Omega Particle Podcast on Instagram and then at Omega Particle underscore on Twitter. Love to have you guys reach out. I love talking, debating. I'm sure this episode review will definitely <laughs> spark some debate. And because I know a lot of people don't like this new show, Lower Decks. However, um, you got to do what you love. And podcasting is what I love. So, again, thank you guys for listening. And always remember, second star of the right, straight on till morning.